0: You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. Yeah, grab a seat. I remember um, watching John Bevere on uh, DVD, and it was uh, he was talking about he was talking about the gift of tongues, and it's just like, yeah, that's weird, and you know, it, we're helping people to find that, and um, I remember him saying that the intimacy with the Holy Spirit that he found as a result of that gift, he said, his words were, I have never cried so much in my life, and I thought, oh, that's that's good. I'm like, that's good for you, John, but I don't want that, and and then then God's like, well, actually, Darren, uh, this is how it goes. (laughs) Yeah, anyway. It's all good. All right. So we are, we are wrapping up Vision Month this week. And, um, you, you know, I, I'm, I'm coming to love Vision Month with a whole new um, perspective at the moment because uh, it just gives us a chance to see things and to think about things at, at a different level. You know, uh, it's easy to come to church and, you know, kind of sit, sit down and, yeah, yeah, they're talking about stuff. And um, sometimes it's easy to go, why do we talk so much about what we do and who we are? Well, because it's really important. <laughs> because the life that we live is not just these solo existences out in the streets of Newcastle. We're actually a family on a mission, you know. And it's really important that we, that we see... The mission in with fresh eyes every year, Um, and uh, so you know, who, who was there last week? Last week, oh my gosh. And Pastor Nate's message—you were right. You have got to listen to that on podcast. If you were not there, if you, you know, were out with your children or something on Sunday and you missed the message, can I just strongly encourage you? If you go to our website, click on Services. You can there's podcast at the bottom, or you can just go onto any podcast app and search for C3 Victory, and you can see the you can see the message. You can just play it, or you can go onto SoundCloud, and we're on there as well. That's, that's who hosts our podcast. So, please go and have a listen, and your mind will be blown. So good. Um, and don't miss these, uh, co- these uh, combined services if you, if you can because they're so good. I think our next one's not till like Christmas or something. Is that, that's about right. We've got a few in a row up there in Christmas time, so that's good. Um, it's just so helpful to see that we're part of something bigger. You know, it's just good to open your eyes. And then, you know, then there's a full band on stage and you're like, whoa, this is cool. This is awesome. And we pull out all the stops for those. So uh, it's really cool to to do that. Um, You know, I remember 12 months ago, we were doing a series called In Him. Anyone anyone remember that series? We had a series called In Him. We had a series called With Him. And um, I just remember um, some of the stuff we talked about in that series uh, came from some discussions and the spirit and the our, kind of our original spirit and truth intensive, which was uh, last year for our whole church. And uh, Pastor Pete McHugh was up from Melbourne, and he was talking to us about this uh, this, this revelation that he'd had about. And remember, we got those three three guys on stage, and we got the person in the middle, and uh, was like, "Well, this is where I this is where I am. If I'm in Christ, I'm actually inside this this thing called the Godhead. I'm in Christ. He's in me, but I'm in." Him. And it was a huge revelation for me. Hearing Pastor Pete talk about it, I'm like, what? Like, it lifted my eyes. It enabled me to see myself in Christ in a whole new perspective. And all of a sudden, I was set free from this, you know, attachment Christianity. You know, I come to God and oh, yes, and then I go away from church and, you know, and then I, I have a good devotional life and then Tuesday comes and, well, I forget to do my devotions and, well, I'm a bad person now and, well, oh, God's over there and I'm over here. Well, this is, this is awkward and now I've got to work my way back to God, you know. And it broke that lie that that's how it is. And that actually I'm in Christ and. Uh, uh, everything that I do, I, I can't get away from God. He's with me, He's in me, I'm in Him. It was the, to me, it was this, it's like the lid was taken off my thinking when it came to my own position in Christ. You know, I'm one of those people who asks, well, where am I and who am I and how's it going to work and what happened? You know, I'm a who, what, why, where, how guy. I'm like asking all the questions. I'm like, well, where am I in Christ? And, and this, this basic demonstration on stage, just I'm like, wow, well, that's helpful. And I think I did that demonstration on stage like 17 times or something. I'm pretty sure it was only twice. But, um, but yeah, it might have felt to you like it was 17 times because it just blew my mind. It was like, this is, this is wow. I was like, there you go. Perfect. All of a sudden, I'm walking in new levels of freedom. my, my, My relationship with God was deeper because I wasn't feeling like it was attachment, detachment, reattachment kind of thing. It was amazing. I just love it. When God opens our eyes, what? It's like, wow. You know what that's called? It's called revelation. Okay? Revelation means an unveiling of truth. means when God has unveiled something that you couldn't see before and all of a sudden there's new light on this thing and you go, what? But see, revelation doesn't transform my life. Application of that revelation transforms my life. I've had a huge, huge journey of identity and sonship and that's been amazing, but I've had to walk it out every day. That's the hard part until it becomes the new normal. Today, I really believe that God's going to open our eyes a bit. I'm really believing that for us. Um, I think we're going to get an enlarged perspective on not just who we are and our own issues and problems, but an enlarged perspective on life itself and on our church and what God is actually planning on doing through us into the future. Um, so I, I want to take us back to the, the, the Scripture that we've been reading over the, the, the whole month, which is Isaiah 54, verse 1-4. to 4. And I don't want to rush it through. I don't want to kind of sprint through the, through, the, uh, through the verses or anything. I just want to take it a little bit slower and read it slowly because there's so much potential for us to see things differently if we slow down in Scripture, Right? You know there's all this pressure. I've got to read a chapter a day or 17 chapters a day. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm running behind on my reading plan. Oh my gosh. Everyone's gonna see I haven't read my reading plan on you, you version today. Oh my goodness. You know, and yeah, I don't care about that. Just 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 slow down. Slow down, enjoy what God wants to say to you. Right? Anyway, Isaiah 54 verse 1, it says some pretty crazy stuff. Sing barren woman. You who never bore a child. I'm reading from the NIV. That's the New King James on screen. Sorry, I didn't change that. Burst into song and shout for joy. You who were never in labor because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Verse two says, enlarge the place of your tent stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. That's a really big scripture, right? Now, the context of Isaiah is that these verses were, this, this was a prophecy to the nation of Israel, all right? This doesn't just come direct to you and I. This, is, this was originally to the nation of Israel, who was about to go into a, a bit of a harder time than what they'd already been in. They were about to go into a bit, it was gonna get a bit worse before it got a bit better. But God's speaking to them and He's saying, well, Israel, you're like a barren woman, because you haven't borne any fruit, but I want you to sing instead. I want you to sing like a woman who has got a lot of children, who is very, I mean, I mean, who has a lot of children. Um, Serena, you're a woman with a lot of children. Um, do you, I, Hugh, is she singing all the time? Beck, um, I don't hear you singing that often, but the thing is, uh, a barren woman who wants desperately to have children, who's all of a sudden given a massive family, is going to be singing a song for a lot of days, for a long time. And there's a perspective shift that God is trying to bring to the nation of Israel through this prophetic word. And I believe he's, he's been... And, and Pastor Keith got this years and years ago, right, for the, for the vision for one of our first visions, like back in 1999, it was like, all right, and this was a, a, a bunch of verses that God had, had brought to us and said, this is for you as a church. So if Vision Month is like an invitation to partner with God at a new level, uh, not just in your own walk, in your own journey, but as a, as a family, as a community of faith, um, I want, I want us to talk about this, this other invitation. My message is called Lift Up Your Eyes. Um, but firstly, let's talk about this invitation. See, Israel is being invited in this, in this prophecy. Israel is actually, as a nation, is being invited to see things differently. They're being invited to see with Him. And that's our invitation Number one is that we get to see with God. You know, so you, you, you've heard preachers in, over the past say, you need to get God's perspective on your situation. I've heard that. And I'm like, how? Are you joking? How? Yeah, uh, a 10-step plan would be great right now. Right? That's what I've been thinking. I don't know if you've ever heard that when I've said that. You need to get God's perspective on your situation. Great. Super helpful, Pastor D. Thanks for nothing. But see, this is the key, because I don't just have to try and work out how God sees something. I actually get an invitation from God to stand with Him and for Him to show me something, for Him to change my perspective because He's showing me how He sees something. Okay, getting God's perspective is not just about thinking harder, or or how would God think about it? I don't know, I'm not God, you know? It's not just this extra pressure that we have to apply to our family or our problems or our work or our business. It's actually an invitation from God to say, hey, um, come up here. Come up here because I, I want to show you something that, might, that must take place. Revelation 4 verse 1, right? Come up here because I want to show you how this really works. Come up here because I actually want to help you see something that maybe you're not seeing at this stage. See, God thinks at a totally different level than we do. He thinks at a, at a much higher level than what we think He thinks. You know? Isaiah 55 says, His thoughts are higher than ours. His ways are higher than ours. In fact, His thoughts are so much higher than ours, there is like, He thinks like a, as a level of, of, that the heavens are from the earth. I should just read the scripture, shouldn't I? Not try and <laughs> paraphrase my version because it's not going to work, right? As far as, here's the scripture from memory, as far as the heavens are from the earth, that's how much, just read the scripture for yourself, great, Uh, that'd be good. God thinks differently to how you think. That's right, Elijah, you got it. So this is how God thinks, okay? Jesus said, don't wait four months for the harvest because the fields are ripe right now. And the, and, the, and the disciples are like, uh, have you ever visited Jerusalem, Jesus? Because uh, w- like, that's a bad place. You can think over Newcastle and go, whoa, man, this is a hard city. This is a hard country. Like, the gospel's not readily received here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. that's thinking like a human. Thinking like God is where we go, hang on, the fields are ripe. Jesus said they're white. That means they're ready to be harvested. The fields are ripe for harvest, which means that right now in our city, in your street, there are some people who are ready to accept Christ. There are people who are just, God has been leading them on a journey, putting Christians in their path. That's how God thinks. And yet we go, oh, it's too hard. Just got to hold on till Jesus comes back. No, no, don't do that. God says, God says, see, for I'm doing a new thing, Isaiah 43. He says, see it. And we go, what? I can't see it. Well, open your eyes. See, I'm doing a new thing. And then it takes a while, and eventually we come on board, and we go, oh, yeah, it's a new thing God's doing. That's yeah, pretty good. You know, I'm about six months behind. God says, go and make disciples of all nations. You know, I'm like, I'm struggling to make a few disciples right here, God, And you want me to think about making disciples, no, not in the nations, of nations. Do you see how God thinks? He thinks so big. Go and make disciples of the nations. Wow. That's his plan. His plan is not just to save a couple of people in your street. His plan is for Australia. His plan is for Uganda. His plan is for Zambia and for Namibia and for Afghanistan. God's thinking is so much bigger than our thinking. We go, I can't save my neighbour. God's like, how about we start with Australia? <laughs> what? I mean, think about the miracle that is church, okay? This is a miracle right here. Whenever churches gather, it's a miracle, I reckon. You stick a whole bunch of random strangers in a room and get along, all you guys, get along, all right? Here's a vision, here's a bunch of stuff to do, your opinions, yes, they do matter, okay? You've got this weird background. You're gonna love this person. I'm gonna connect you guys in an even closer-knit family called a connect group. Great, it's gonna work perfectly, Every time the church gathers, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. You know, yeah, I don't follow that football code. Sorry, I don't like my coffee that way. No, I don't parent my children that way. Ooh, dangerous territory. Right? It's a miracle. And yet God goes, this is how, this is how we're going to advance the kingdom. We're going to stick all these people, we're going to make them a family, and then it's going to explode and people are going to get saved and healed, and I'm going to pour out my Spirit on all people. It's going to be phenomenal. Check it out. Look what I'm doing in my church right now across the world. You know, God is thinking big. He is able to engineer and work things. What is it, Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for, the, for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. All things. God is like this masterful engineer who even though I walk through the valley of the deepest, darkest death, I don't have to fear any evil because God's with me. He's going to work it out for my benefit, right? Like, incredible. God thinks so big. I need to move on because I'm taking too much. Look at James chapter 1, right? Blows my mind every time I read it. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Are you kidding me? I'm facing the worst trial and you want me to... Oh, I'm thinking about it as joy. Yep. God sees the problem as creating in you the, the foundation and the fruit, uh, sorry, the foundation and the, 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 the character so you can bear a lot of fruit on the other side of it. And we see the problem and we go, this sucks, God. Why did you lead me into this? Why did we have so many children? No, I didn't see that. I don't, I don't think of that at all. We don't. So God's trying to get us to think a bit bigger, Right? And you know know what I loved about Pastor Nate's message last week? You know what I loved about it was that it it actually enabled me to see what the last few years have been and why, right? So Pastor Nate says, he says, like, see what you've been through? That's all preparation for what's coming. I'm like, oh, I need to sit down. That's amazing. (laughs) Because, see, see, when you, when, you, when you think about who God is in relation to your journey, you have to start believing that God is setting you up for something good. Because He is good. He's not setting you up for a greater failure. That's how the world thinks. Oh, everything's doom and gloom. It's getting worse, blah, blah, blah. God is actually setting up you and your family for something better, for something stronger, for something bigger. He's setting up us as a church for greater fruit, for greater provision. I, 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 read, listen to the message. So good. See, see in, this, in this journey that we have, we, we're not like, you know, sending God text messages from afar. He says, come into this journey with me. He invites us to do life with Him. Yeah. All right? We're invited into this thing called Partnership into relationship, all right? We're invited to, to see with Him, to minister with Him, to, to look and think about things differently because I'm, I'm with Him. Look at verse one, oh, I love it. Sing, barren woman. Whoa, Israel, stop thinking that you're barren. Stop thinking you don't have a hope and a future. You do. That's how we've got to think. I'm moving on. Point number two, we need to see from His perspective. Um, Like I said, so many times in the Word, it says, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your heads. Open your eyes. So many times. It's an invitation for us to take on and see things from His perspective. Now, let's talk about church for a second. Because we are, I mean, our kids' ministry, we almost have more children than we do adults some weeks, uh, and you know, we, we prayed for this a long time ago, so, so, so when you're like, so many children in this church, um, well, firstly, you can blame us, and um, it's a good thing, it's a, it's a great thing, but we, we need more space, <laughs> we need more room, so we're negotiating for this room here, we're looking at other facilities. We're trying to work out what God, what, what are you saying, God? What are you leading us to? There's some, you know, you might be like, how do I make this church my home? Or how does, how do I, how do I fit in this vision? And what the heck are those five symbols? You know, and, uh, and what, what do they mean? And where do I fit? And, and what connect group should I join? You know, and, and this person's talking to me about how they parent. That's interesting. You know, like you can come to church and this, this, this journey of working out how life works together, it can be pretty funky sometimes. You know, one person offended me. <laughs> well, not going back to that church. Gosh. Work it out. Grow through the experience. It's, it's, it's going to get funky sometimes. You know? There's, there's, there's a lot of challenges in this miracle of church because we're not just a bunch of people that turn up to the same room every Sunday, sing a few songs and hear from a crazy guy. All right, we're actually being morphed and, and in, into a thing called a family. Because that's what change, family changes the world. It doesn't matter the size of the family. Okay? There's, there's huge churches in the world today that think and believe and behave like a massive family, and they just keep adding to their family all the time. Um, I, uh, I follow uh, John and uh, Gillian Cameron from, um, on Instagram, they're from Arise Church over in New Zealand. And uh, she posted this image on, uh, on Instagram the other day. Can we, can we pull that up? Um, she posted this image and I, I read the thing and I was like, yeah, that's interesting, whatever, whatever. And then she said, so she, her glasses came off her head as she was running across the road and a car ran over her glasses. And she was like, oh, great.'" like, this is awesome. So she got new glasses, and I'm like, yeah, you got new glasses, whatever. That's, that's nice. You're posting about Instagram. That's really interesting. Um, but then she said this. She said, problems are always full of potential. Problems are a passport into new territory and new vision. I'm like, what? This is like lifting my thinking. Can you imagine being able to see stuff from God's perspective? You know? I remember when my my, when my kids were little. I used to love putting them on my shoulders. You know, I felt like the best dad. You know, it doesn't matter how bad I'd been during the day. If I had a kid on my shoulders, I'm a really good dad. Look at me. I'm walking around. I got a kid on my shoulders. I'm not smacking them. I'm not yelling at them. I'm loving them. I'm with them right now. You know, and I remember being, uh, I remember being at uh, Blackbutt Park and you know how they've got those, uh, those, you know, play equipment and they've got the most useless thing on there. They're these binoculars and they don't have any lenses in them. They're just tubes. But all the kids want to see through the tubes. And I remember being at Blackbutt one time and the twins are really, really little and they're like, oh, they can't see because they're too short. So I'm picking them up for the most pointless exercise in the world, to see what you can see if you look outside the tubes. You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the most pointless thing in the world. But the kids love it, oh, look at that, look at that. I'm like, I can see it, exactly the same resolution as you can see it. There's no magnification at all. They want to see through it. And it's like, it's like, this is what God does. God says, come over here. I want to pick you up because I want to show you how I see things. I want to show you what I, how I look at your problem, how I look at your church, how I see your marriage, how I see your family, how I see you day to day. I just want to pick you up and just let's, let's have a look. Let's have a look. That's what our Father does. And then, I'm running out of time. Two Corinthians. Sorry, one Corinthians. I'm going to quickly go there and we're going to finish this up in just a second. I've got so much more. No! Okay, good. All right, here we go. One Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. It's on screen. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no mind has conceived the things God has prepared for those who love Him, these are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. Whoa! It goes on and says, The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Verse 12, What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us. And then in verse 15, it says these powerful words, but we have the mind of Christ. What? You you and I, we get to to partner with God and then we get to start seeing things the way He starts to see. You know, He's... He's like, well, I don't see your problem like that. I don't see that issue like that. Problems are a passport to new territory. What? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I just let that settle in for a minute, okay? The stuff you've been through, that's, pre- that's like preparation for the provision that's coming. What? Hey, what? Like, I love what Joel Osteen says. He says, every setback is a setup for a comeback. What? Boom, right there. Like, that's, that's awesome. God has been setting us up. He hasn't been setting us back. That's not who he is. That's not how he sees. This is how God sees. Oh, there's a bunch of water over there. Let's turn it into wine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, God looks at the old and he says, that can become new. He says, your pain is, a, I'm actually going to bring power into that place of your life. You know, the end, oh, that's actually a new beginning. You know, that, that glass ceiling that's been over your life, let's make that your floor instead, all right? You know, lack can become abundance. Barrenness can become fruitfulness. Sicknesses can turn into miracles. Death means a resurrection is imminent. Oh, I like that. All right, defeat means I'm learning how to operate in victory. Closed doors mean there's a different, there's a different way. God brings, you know, a, a, a stream in the desert and a path in the wasteland. This is how God thinks. Yeah, God thinks differently. So don't think you've got to do it all by yourself. Just be like, come on, God. I want you to show me what what if. What, what, what's possible in my family? What's possible in my own marriage? Elijah, oh man, sorry, Elisha. Elisha is, uh, he, all he could see for years and years and years was the butts of the cows in front of him. Because he's plowing the dirt for years and years. All it says is Elisha was plowing his fields. <coughs> and he's getting all this poo and dust and dirt throwing in his face, and he's like, and he just keeps on going. And then Elijah comes over and goes and throws his cloak over him. And all of a sudden everything changed. And Elisha goes, what? My whole future is different now. It's incredible. That act of Elijah throwing his cloak over Elisha was like, you're my next one. You're going to take over from me. And Elisha's like, I'm going to burn all of the plowing equipment. My whole life has changed. You never know what God is setting you up for if you just keep pressing on. Don't stop. And then God God just loves to work in dreams and visions. I I have one from... that he worked through Brad this morning. And you're like, oh, I can't see dreams and visions. Yes, you can. It's the language of God. Joel, can you come up for us? Thanks, mate. So I I wanted to do something a little bit different in my last (laughs) remaining minutes. But I wanted us to... um, to go back to where we we're just with him. Because w- what if God gave you a vision about it? your street, or about the, 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 the poor, or about the rich, or about schools, or about a new business idea that's going to bring money into the kingdom, or about how you can provide clothing for people who don't have enough? What if God gave you a dream or a vision that enabled you to raise money for our church in Thailand or start a ministry somewhere else in the world? What if God was able to show you what He wants, what He plans, what He purposes for your future? Because it's not a secret. God is a master at revealing pieces of the puzzle to us that make enough sense for us to want to do the journey. (laughs) Yeah. And we go, that's in my heart. You know, when we were called to plant a church, I didn't wanna do it. I'd already said to God, I will never be a pastor. No way. We had this one persistent leader who just did not let up. I really feel like this is what God's saying to you. All right. Go away and pray about it for a week. Okay. come back to church. What did God say to you? I'm pretty sure it's not for me. Go away and pray about it for another week. Righto. Come back the next week. Nah, I'm not getting anything. Go away and pray about it for another week. In, in the meantime, I uh, went to this conference in Sydney. Bill Hybels was there and God just (laughs) he just put it on my heart I was like I've got to do this we need more people to find Christ you know And, and then it became a dream and then we started to talk about it as a couple and then we got sent on this path that was funky but here we are today 15 years later but it's not finished. God's just, I just, He's just getting started. He's just getting started. You know, don't look on the world and be like, ah, look, but look at all the bad stuff that's happening. Yeah, because God's just getting started. That's right. In your marriage, God's just getting started. In your family, He's just getting started.